Awesome. Thank you, man. So Appreciate it. Think about that a little bit. I'll come back in a moment. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. Yeah. Perfect. I heard nothing Andy said, but what? Uh, two soups. One I have was. A, I, have a, I have a no specials policy usually. Yeah, they didn't sound super great to be honest. Um, what what looks good to you, dude? Like what? What are I you? I think thinking? I'm going with a salad and a flatbread. Okay. What are you What are you thinking about? I was thinking about the seared tuna sandwich. I know it sounds really good to me. Sides. Parmesan truffle fries are always tempting. So are handcuffed fries. Yeah, so I definitely saw those and was like, I would not mind splitting those if you want. Or if you want them all yourself, also totally cool. I'm, I'm game, Sydney. Yeah? Nothing like a good collaboration over some Parmesan truffle fries. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I th I'm thinking about the seared tuna. I don't know if it comes with fries. Sorry. I just no give me a sync point. So what do you want to talk about today? I don't know, man. I mean, I like to get a... So <laughs> I feel like I'm cramming... I always cram too much stuff in, but I yeah. need a podcast for Saturday, so... Do you put out podcasts every Saturday? Since Ryan's been going twice a week on his podcast. So Ryan does Wednesday and Friday now. He puts out two podcasts a week? No, for to get through all the Elevate speakers. Oh... Because like we counted like the weeks and the, the amount of speakers that we have and the amount of weeks we have until Elevate, okay. we have to go twice a week. Is that one of the reasons that he's put up his his thing again? What thing? His podcast. Well, then he just needs to have a podcast, but you know. Wonder, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like it's it's he where might... we can do deep dive interviews for him to do deep dive interviews with people. So he might tone it down a little bit once Elevate passes, or? I hope not, but. No, okay. I wanna add, so I would ideally like to get to seven days to where we get one more. Yeah. I kind yeah. of been thinking about going three days on mine, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So. I don't know if I can do three days, like just from a quality standpoint of being yeah. interesting. What if I interview you? Right now? Yeah. Sure. On HubSpot lead generation, or uh, lead scoring, sorry, Jesus. Oh, you're, all right, you, yeah, you gotta... Only because it's something that I, you know, we may or may not be considering off the record, and... Some form of official much. lead scoring. Yeah, and I don't know much about it, and yeah. so it'd be cool to hear your story as far as how you found out about that, what your research process was like, and then ultimately... So I feel like if I had to grade my lead scoring ability, it would be like a C plus. A C plus? B minus. Which automatically makes it in the A category, so... It's definitely not an A. It's it, definitely not. It's, <laughs> I need enough information to know when to pay attention to somebody. Yes. And I just kind of... I feel like there's there's some sort of deep level like there's like 15 people in a room somewhere at like HubSpot or like real places that do this that like figure out like what the most important actions are and I just kind of yeah. guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, pretty sure that Steve Jobs probably guessed at a couple points in his career. So there's a little bit of that. So I'm more I'm ta tactics aside, I'm more interested in the. The um, just the overall concept of like understanding certain data points of yeah. like what to pay attention to, right? Yeah. 
So, so starting from the beginning, beginning, at what point in your insurance career did you decide to get into? Oh. You guys need another few minutes with the menu, or? I think we're good. Yeah, ready? I'm ready. Ready? All right. I'm going to do the seared tuna sandwich. Seared tuna sandwich? Yeah. How would you like that cooked? I don't know. How do you cook seared tuna? I mean, just um, medium? So it can, yeah, medium is usually what people go in. Medium? Okay. okay, perfect. That's like a little pink, but still like the very outsides are cooked. Okay, perfect. That sounds perfect. Can I... Can I actually get, instead of fries with that, because are we splitting the truffle? Yeah, we'll okay. Um, can I get like a salad on the side salad, or sure. something? Yeah. With a, the house or the Caesar? Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. So that was going to be my first question. In your opinion, house or Caesar? Um, I mean, the Caesar doesn't have anchovies, so if that's like your. Um, yeah. I've never, is, that, is anchovies on a Caesar a thing? I've never had a Caesar with an yeah, anchovies. Yeah, I guess that is. I, I get asked all the time. Really? I've never had one. Is that a New York thing? I'm not from around here. Oh, yeah, I think it's a New York thing. I, I wouldn't get it. All right. <laughs> um, I would say the house coffee. I like the house dressing a little bit more. It's a uh, creamy balsamic vinaigrette. Creamy balsamic. Now I'm going to change my salad to the house salad. You want to do the house? Yeah. I was, I was kind of set on the Caesar, or, but the house. All right, well, let's do, a, let's do the, the big house salad. All right. And then I'd like a, uh, a cheese flatbread pizza. As well, and then we're gonna do um, an order of the Parmesan truffle fries. Do you want the your house to come out first? Your yes, please. Yes. Yeah, great. Sounds good. Thanks, Let dude. Yeah. Okay, so starting from the beginning, beginning. So when, here's so here's where the trouble with lead scoring is. No, the beginning, beginning. This is the be well. This is the beginning. Okay. This is the first like this is the problem this with lead scoring. Like if you can actually do it. You have to have enough content to be able to score people. Okay, so this was where you started. After you got a bunch of content, you said, crap, we have all this content. Yeah. Now how do we know how people are navigating it and how to, Yeah. like what was, what was the problem in your mind? So how far into content creation did you decide lead scoring was it? I did it was a year, maybe two. It was, it was a bit, for sure. Okay. So, because I mean, you got to think like, you know, when I, again, at the peak of, of the content, I was doing once a week, you know, blog post, video, had, so, all right, if we're going way back, let's go way back. Like, yeah, yeah, started back. first blog post, July 1st of 2010, right? Mm -hmm. Terrible. Uh, like, <laughs> terrible. Like, <laughs> Like, well, nobody's like first six hundred, seven hundred words of like no subheads, <laughs> no images. Just I mean, the headline was solid. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think the actual written stuff is good, but I mean, like it's like just atrocious to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Second post. I can't remember. Eight hundred words. I, I don't. I, I kind of <laughs> stayed in the five to six hundred words for a while because okay. that was the recommended at the time. Okay. Okay. But. Um, when did you do uh, YouTube? When did you get into YouTube videos? Or was that the first? First YouTube video was about a year later. July, okay. was that, or maybe the, maybe the first blog post was September 2010, and the video was July 1st, 2011. Wow. So you've been doing YouTube videos for a freaking long time. Yeah, actually, me and Ryan figured out. I thought Ryan was like two years ahead of me on some stuff. Yeah. But like he public, I think he was. I think he started writing like two years before I did. But we actually, I published my first video about six months before he did. Wow, yeah. that's awesome, dude. So then, 
at what point, so you were doing video and written at the same time. You were doing like what, two a week or two no, a month? So, no, so I did once a week. Once video, a week. blog. Okay, so Every switched week. on. Oh. No, no, a video, so, and this is, me, again, <laughs> this is funny because me and Ryan kind of went it's back and forth on this strategy. Okay, yeah. So my, so my, I was like, I'm just gonna do, again, I've said this, you know, it's just, I write the blog post and I base the video off the blog post. It's almost like the, the blog is the script for the video. Yep. And so that was kind of my theory. Ryan was like, I, I wanna, I want the video to be slightly different. I wanted to add another element. I was like, do whatever, you know? So that was his kind of theory. And, but so that was what I did, it was just wrote the blog and then filmed the video. Mm. I've said this on a couple other podcasts, but it's just like, it was um, write the blog post first thing Monday morning, you know, bang it out in an hour or two, send it over to my dad, he would look at it, make sure I didn't say anything stupid. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that afternoon after I got it back from him, I would film the video, take 20, 30 minutes, go through the whole thing. Yeah. And then usually maybe that night or the next day, I would actually usually try to edit it that afternoon and then get it up either that night or like Tuesday morning I would publish. And you were doing the video content was on the same topic as the written content. It was so exactly they the same. Married each other. Yeah. yeah yep. So that's a, yeah, yeah, that's super efficient. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So then at what point in the content creation process, you said like a year in, two years in, you were like, what was going through your head that you were? All right. So. So started blogging in 2010, started video 2011, mm -hmm. didn't get on board with HubSpot until 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's like, I, it was just kind of like a hot, it was, I don't want to say hobby, but mm -hmm. it wasn't anything serious until that. Thank you. I'm all right. I'm good, thank you. Could have gone for maybe a little more dressing on this, but. <laughs> Yeah, they're being kind of these New Yorkers and they're dressing. Jeez. Or whatever. I don't know. I kind of feel like I want to see what the Caesar's like. Should I? I should have gotten the Caesar. Maybe I'll get a small Caesar when this is all over. Yeah. So, anyways, you were saying 2013. You were thinking. Oh, wait, and you immediately thought HubSpot, or you were just thinking I need to lead score? Oh uh, no, it was we need a new website, and and I knew of HubSpot. Yeah. Been following their stuff for a little bit. Yeah. It was 2012. No, we came aboard Hostbot in 2012. Okay. Because I went to Inbound 13 and I was with them for at least, you know, a little less than around a year before I went to their conference. Okay. Okay. And then how tough was it? Because I think there's this, uh, you know, whenever you get into a new tool, you have this. Uh, let me give you a quick example. Before I started dating Jess, I was like, sure. kids. <laughs> this is going somewhere good, I promise. So before I started dating Jess, I was like, oh man, I had this fantasy about kids, right? They were like the best, like, you know, fairy tale sort of situation. And I feel like we get into fairy tale land sometimes with, I mean, I know I do, like I'll get into fairy tale land with tools. You know, oh, this is the perfect tool. This is gonna solve all of my needs and it's gonna be super easy. I just have to click three buttons and then it'll be awesome. Like, how tough was it to get into? Uh, so I was like, again, I'm, you know, I was super like motivated. Like I was like, dude, this is gonna be awesome. So like, that's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I went at it hard and yeah. I just dove in like full, you know, head first sort of thing. And the HubSpot did all the academy stuff. 
Um, you know, you know main, I mean, I've, I'm still really good friends, you know, you know, good connections with the professors. I mean, at, at the time, anybody that's in HubSpot Academy now, HubSpot Academy was like three people then. Mm -hmm. And this is like, so I just got to know those guys really well and kind of, again, like I've said, like literally I knew nothing until like I got into there and they, I mean, they started, you know, teaching like the basics and like laid an awesome foundation for like just marketing and all that good stuff. So, because mm -hmm. I mean, when we were coming on board with HubSpot, like all oh, the HubSpot Academy is just fantastic. And like they had, they try and sell you like, oh, this is this, such so just amazing thing. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's like, yeah. just like glorified product demo. Right. But right. no, dude, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it, I don't know, maybe I just didn't know enough. You know, maybe that's the problem. Like I just didn't know a lot. So it was super helpful, but it's, I, I, maybe I'm romanticizing the story a little bit, but I just, I remember it being like one of the best like things that like, like that actually delivered on the hype that like the sales guy told me. So anyways, where are we going with this? Um, That's solid. Just like how lead scoring impacted, you know, once you got it implemented. So, so, how, what? so why, why the Academy is relevant is because yeah. got set up with HubSpot, needed a new website, wanted to do more with marketing, and that's where they push you to make your first content offer, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you need people taking action on your site, filling out forms, clicking on CTAs to actually be able to score things, right? Yep. So first offer was a 10 steps to getting individual health insurance checklist. This was back when there was medical underwriting and like they could deny you coverage if you had bad health history. So it's like, it was like the worst thing I've ever made. Like three people downloaded it, but like it was awesome. Like the first time, like, I'm like, oh man, somebody, somebody <laughs> actually read something somebody I wrote. Somebody cares, yeah. And they did the thing, right? It's like, yeah. they, they downloaded this form. I was like, I want to say the dude didn't even give me his first name. He just put like an initial for his first name and his last name. And, <laughs> and he did like uh, his high school yeah, I don't know. Gmail address or something? No, he stayed on the list for a while. I oh, remember dude? him like opening like emails and stuff and being super excited and like following that dude. But um, so, it's, so you have to have content offers, right? You have to have people taking actions on your site and you need to have those forms that integrate with the stuff on your site. Yep. So that was the first offer. And then pretty quickly after, well, I don't want to say pretty quickly, but pretty aggressively I wrote, I put together a bunch of blog posts that I had already put together that sort of made sense and, and came up with the complete guide to getting individual and family health insurance. It was like a 70 page ebook and. Whoa, 70 pages? Yeah, something like that. That's awesome. And. Holy crap. And I, I ran with that for about a year, mm -hmm. maybe. Because mm -hmm. I hate updating content. It's like my weakest skill. Like I yeah. just, I would much rather create something new than update it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, because yeah, because 2012, so 2012 to 2013, maybe a year and a half. I don't know. I, actually, maybe I didn't get it out until closer to 2013. Because I think we came on board with HubSpot in like August or something of 2012. Mm -hmm. So it was right on the cusp of healthcare reform going in. And so then I was like, well, I need something else. And I put together really quickly, like a 30 page ebook on how to understand Obamacare or health insurance marketplace or whatever. Consumer focused or agent? Consumer focused. Consumer yeah. focused. Okay. So, so that was like, again, a, a compilation of a couple blog posts. Um, and then I put that out. So I had two different offers to run for people. So it's like, again, if they downloaded the first ebook then they download the second ebook, if they've read 
X number of, you know, viewed X number of pages, if they've landed on these landing pages, you know, these are all things that you can start to take into, into account as to yeah. if they're interested. Then you could also factor in um, location, right? So you could say, are they from Ohio? You know, because if you qualify them by state, you know, you got them filling out forms. It's like if somebody's outside of Ohio, then I put like way down, right? Like I want people that were in Ohio because that's the only state that we sold them. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I mean, just real kind of basic stuff. So, how big was your? Amazing. Good, thank you. Yeah. So how long was your funnel? Were you tracking people? Like, how much content did people consume before, in your eyes, they were, you know, high quality? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the number was. I want to say the number 20 to 30 pages, somewhere in that neighborhood was a pretty solid number, but... So I pulled, um, this is so random, not random for this conversation, but random that I did it about a year and a half into TC.com, because I heard Marcus Sheridan's speech. Yeah. I, watched, yep. I watched him on YouTube. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so I've looked up the average number of pages that a referral, a TC.com referral consumes before, you know, converting. Yeah. And it was 14, 14 pieces of content before they actually convert. And that was, that was a year and a half ago, so it's probably changed at this point. But. That's a lot of content. 14 pages? 14 pages. I mean, before you make a decision that... Let's put it this way. The more they consume, the more educated they are, the, the less selling you have to do, right? Did you notice that if people had read more, that they were a lot closer oh, yeah. to... Yeah. That was the whole goal because individual health insurance is such a low commission sale that you have to do high volume. So it was the only way that I could scale without adding bodies, right? So the more educated I could get them the better. So then from there, I went into, I did my first video course, and this is what got people's attention or whatever. It's like, I just did like a five part video course. Basically, I, I've been saying this for years, but it's just like, it's very simple, right? It's just, what's that 30 to 45 minute phone call that you have over and over again? That's your video course, break it up into five videos. Yeah. And that's, I just delivered that over five days. So again, they opted in. So for health insurance specifically. Yeah, for buying okay. health insurance in Ohio. So it's yeah. it was how to how to I, don't know, I can't remember what I tell you. how to so but one thing also I did figure out with the second ebook was if I put the title Ohio, if I put Ohio in the title that was one less thing I had to ask for on the form because mm -hmm. if they read it and they said oh it's for Ohio then I'm gonna, I, I could pretty much assume that they're in Ohio so you always want to try and limit the the more things you ask for the less likely you are to have somebody fill it out but then again. You want to, there's a delicate balance of how much do you want them to commit to you? You know, it's like, you don't want, you know, I mean, if you just get somebody that puts in their email, it's very low commitment or whatever. So funny you say that TC.com, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but this was like a year in, we actually asked for their contact information after we showed them the list of agents in their area. Yeah. So they would read read 14 pieces of content, they would put in their zip code, and we weren't even cooking their browser at this point to, you know, follow yeah. them around and retarget them and stuff. But put in their zip code so at least we knew where they were, what agents we could show them, and what lines of business and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then we show them the agents. Then, if they want to contact an agent, they give us their 
contact information. So we actually moved, we intentionally, we had it there first because we were trying to drive more referrals at the beginning of the, you know, the, the first year in. Because um, obviously you have less traffic coming in, so you're trying to drive more people. So then we moved the contact information up front. We saw the referrals drop, but yeah, obviously, you know, if you're willing to give somebody your contact information, then I know in my case, like if I'm willing to give somebody my contact information, like we just looked up a graffiti artist for our office, no, nice. you know, to come in and do like a cool Nick Ayers-esque graffiti piece on, on a wall. And like we're committed to finding somebody. So I was willing to give my contact information to a couple sites and have people reach out to me. But yeah. Anyways, with you 100%. So that's interesting that it's cool that you were able to measure it. I think that's the thing that, like, it's a theory that a lot of agents might have, like, oh yeah, you know, like, this is how the internet works. But yeah. the fact that you were actually able to track it on your website and say, no, like, look at the numbers, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe, a little bit. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, I think you have to know a certain... <clears throat> My thing on analytics, I'm not as good as, like, I like to get an idea of of what they are. Like, yeah. once I have, like, I feel like I have an understanding of the behavior, then I don't pay as much attention to them for X amount of time. Then it's like, revisit them. It's like, come back in three months and like, what's it look like? Yeah, yeah. But with HubSpot, what's, what was cool is, you know, with their, like, they have like a little browser plugin that they called it signals for a long time. And then it was sales. And I really don't know what they're calling it right now, but. Mm -hmm. um, it just basically gives you notifications when people that have converted on your site come back or are going through it. So like I literally could watch somebody click yeah. through page just like like little notifications pop up like they are on this page and they go to this page and they go to that page. So you just yeah. watch the funnel like the, the like their path unfold in front of you, and so you just know like what ones they're going to hit and kind of get a feel for the information that they want or need before they really kind of move through it. That's very cool. So, at what point were you calling? Were you calling people, or were you emailing them, or were you waiting for them to reach out to you? I waited for a lot of them to reach out to me, but I mean, if I got—I mean, so I never asked for phone numbers. I always asked for emails. Okay. It was about the, where I drew the line. Right, right. So yeah. I would email them, and I would have an e an email campaign that ran—I don't know, maybe ten deep. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Well, because I know with HubSpot specifically you give them most of the time you give them your cell phone number and a lot of times if you read a certain amount of content call. they're calling your yeah. cell phone yeah they don't wait i mean they're like aggressively hey we saw you're on hubspot blah, blah, blah. it's like yeah. whoa chill out bro <laughs> yeah chill out big brother so yeah um yeah, i mean so it's and that's and again like you know, i mean lead scoring is cool i think it gives you a good idea of, of it it teaches you what information you need to put in their way for them to be comfortable buying from you or being ready to talk to you or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But eventually it's just, you know, I always say it's like if you had to say like, Joey, what's the, what was the one way that you got business? It's like, did I made videos, people watched them and they called me. Yeah. At the yeah, end of yeah. the day, like if I had to do one thing, that would be it. But yeah. the, I think the lead scoring and, and the marketing analyt analytics gave me the ability, the insights to be able to create that content that got them to pick up the phone. Yeah. 